Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wednesday podcast where we are here to discuss Sunderland one Fleetwood Town one not a result I think we thought we'd be discussing over the past few years but here we are um, joining myself Stephen Goldsmith and Gareth Barker to do that is former player Lee Howie first appearance of the season Lee glad to have you along thank you looking forward to it. and Rory Fallow is here as well regular Ish Wiseman's here. He's getting more regular Podcaster. now. Mm-hmm. Well, it's first getting time. more regular now. That's, that's, that's the way you want to be introduced. We've done one together, Rory, in a while. I feel like it's the ages and stuff. Yeah, I don't think we've Same. done one together this season. No. Me and you. But I've, done, I've been at Gareth's to do a few and been on the Magcasts, right. as we've started to call them. It's good the way the road works, isn't it? We have a few who can step up to the plate now and, and, and do what they want. A bit like what you were talking about off air, Lee, there. Because Lee Howie, I don't know... Um, if you're aware or not, I'm sure if you've heard the show you are. Lee works on a match day, and you just want to explain what your what your role is, Lee, and how it's changed this season. Yeah, I've been. It's my uh, second season now. Uh, I was asked to uh, help out in the hospitality. So Jim Montgomery's Lounge is one of the ambassadors. So I think if you have you been to hospitality in Jim Montgomery Lounge, there used to be just a, a guy singing, and, and and that was it really. That that's what you got. But is that Sean Thornton? No, <laughs> uh, a guy from uh, Liverpool. Just his name escapes me at the moment, moment. but uh, yeah, and I'm chatting to uh, Kevin and and, uh, and and Jim uh, two and a half seasons ago, and I just remember when we were players, we had to come up to the Jim Montgomery Lounge, we had to meet and greet, uh, and then we decided that that might be the best way forward to change things. So there's a there's a former players player. Uh, I do an interview, a little Q and A, and obviously a little bit of uh, match analysis at the end. Uh, interview the man of the match. And as well as that, some of the players now come up to the uh, to the Jim Montgomery Lounge to, to meet and greet. So the atmosphere is a lot better now than it was last season. So that's that's really what I do every match. How day. much of that is down to the new owners and how much of it is down just to the fact that we aren't losing every week now? The players like making themselves available for chat and stuff. Well, it, it's, it must be all down to them and the manager, obviously. Uh, when last year, when obviously when Chris Coleman was there, they came up. We had a man of the match generally. Uh but they didn't want to speak. They didn't want to engage, and that's probably a lot to do with how we were doing. But still, it was uh, it's, it's very much different this season. Man of the match last season. <laughs> yeah, well, put this way, that was difficult. <laughs> trying trying to pull. Yeah, the, the, uh, yeah, I'll, yeah. Uh, it was embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. 
Are you concerned or anything, Lee? A lot of people seem to be concerned. What I'm thinking is you look or you speak to somebody at the start of the season and they say, we'll give you a league table after seven games. You've won four, you've drawn three, you're sitting in fourth. I think people would have been okay with that. No, I'm not concerned. I'm, I'm, I'm not happy with the performances, but but that just shows you what the league's like. I, I don't think we've even started playing yet and, and we're still unbeaten. Which is, that, shows... so is that positive or negative then? No, because, very positive. Yeah. Very positive. I think once... Once the team gets settled, once he settles on his formation, because we've had we've had a few players dribs and drabs coming back, where, and I just think once you know, we get maybe ten or eleven games in, the team then might be settled. And but for me, yeah, it's 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 not a very good division, and I think we're still unbeaten, and we haven't really played well. Mm. I know. I mean, it's stating the obvious, isn't it? It's no, you know, you don't have to be great at analysis to to look and observe that Sunderland have fallen behind in five of those seven games. So Only conceded one goal from open play. Right, so it, it's clear the problem then, So isn't are we it? good at defending or are we so bad at defending? So everybody know, <laughs> but everybody knows it's done this. So everybody listening and everybody watching the game don't need us to tell them that. But it's like deja vu, isn't it? And it's becoming clear that at the moment... It's going to take two games for us to well, win a game, and that's that's not a good place to be. At. The frustrating thing about the <clears throat> the one at the weekend, I think, was um, Matthews is is with the man, so he's gone with him. So we, where we where we've seen, I think, we've conceded from set pieces before as people have got away into spaces, and we've seen when when we haven't conceded at times, we've had those incidents where someone's got away from the man and missed the chance or hasn't got on the end of the ball, or there's been a lot of space in the box. The marking was all right. But Matthews, I mean, the the lad who scored, he wasn't exactly towering over the top of him, and I think that was the the start of Matthews' terrible day. Really, I thought he was dreadful um, at the weekend, and really disappointed because um, he should be a lot better than that. Um, in, I, I, in, in I've just got position. a feeling I don't think he's fit. I, I mean, fit. I mean, is he, he, is he, he ever the, fit? I mean, he's always well, that's injured. A good, he's, uh, he, he tends to come off. Yeah. Uh, nearly every game I've watched when he's yeah. been there it just seems to get injured which is you know, sometimes I doubt the lad it's just a bit of bad luck because I actually think he's, he's not a bad player no he isn't and, but I, I mean I tend to agree he just didn't look right he didn't look because normally he bombs on he gets forwards yeah, and he's, he's quite good attacking but for me on for me on Saturday yeah, Saturday it, it just didn't, didn't seem the same player there are lots of solutions people are putting forward how to deal with this conceding first because I do think that will settle down as the season goes on as well. I, I do think teams... I mean, Lee, you know better than me, Lee, whether it's a subconscious thing or what. Um, but, you know, the start of the season, I don't know if teams would approach it a little bit different. Lee, have a little bit more enthusiasm to come to somewhere like Sunderland and put us under pressure for half an hour. And yeah. it's, it's, you, you always know it's not going to be sustainable, but they're, they're not getting through the games without... Uh, these 30-minute spells mm. without conceding. Yeah, and, and maybe it's just a... Something that continues continues from last season. I think you know we, you just get in habits of conceding bad goals, and it's not. And I agree. If if I was playing against Sullen as a low league player, you think right, let's get it amongst them for twenty minutes, twenty five minutes, quite in the crowd. They're, they're all cliches, you know. Yeah. And I think we succumbed. I mean, the the, the goal on Saturday, I think we could all feel it coming. There was there was a corner, yeah. then another cross, <laughs> then a, then it came in for a corner, and we looked well vulnerable. And I think it was just inevitable we were going to concede. Do you think part of it is that we're getting sucked in 
to the occasion by a lot of teams with these bad starts. I don't think it's too arrogant to suggest, especially at home, when we play a team like Fleetwood, that's going to be one of the biggest games for them this season. It might be the biggest ground a lot of those players probably play the biggest in, game they've ever played in their career exactly it could For well be club, probably mm. and we get this obviously like you were saying they like come flying out the traps etc all the usual cliches but we get sucked into that and we don't play the game yeah. the only time we've done that this season at home really was the scunthorpe game and we we're 3-0 up before half time and you saw it at times against fleetwood where we ended the um ended both halves really because we just kept our heads, started passing the ball about. Simple stuff, but our players are better footballers than the majority of teams in like, this division. You're absolutely right. Well, we saw it against Oxford. I mean, still the power decisions and absolutely ridiculous sending off. No, never in the world of sending off. And, but we got drawn in because he, yeah, he's exactly. like taking them not out. Sure, not sure Lee agrees with that. But there was one exactly the same that one of their players did in the second half. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I agree, but no, I, th- I thought... That- he kicks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you're saying, you yeah, red, that's coming. Fair. That's coming from a kicker. <laughs> yeah. If I did An that, I'd, I'd, I'd be very delighted if I just get a yellow card. For Ma- that. Massively violent <laughs> and decidedly average. Are you sure about that? Yeah. But yeah, I didn't think it was a, um, a red that one. Any but, and Maguire again at the weekend. Got to, he, he's got to he's got to pack it in because it, it's it's very frustrating. He, I think, not only does he lose his head in the game in terms of what he does tries to do to other players I think it affects his, the way he influences the game when yeah. he's got the ball far too often he's trying to I don't, I don't know if he thinks he's got an extra three or four yards in, in terms of pace because he keeps on trying to go past people mm. and then he loses a ball and he gets blocked off and he falls over and he's twisting or he's taking a touch and it, it, it's just too slow I don't, I don't know if it's affecting him but the last few games, although Maguire's nastiness is a benefit in when it gets a bit tasty at the same time, if, if it's affecting the actual way he's using the ball when we're in possession, then it's a problem. Because he's not choosing the right moments no, to no, use that nastiness. No. And, Which and, actually, you saw the difference between him and Catamol, how composed Catamol yeah. actually was got through game. the 90 minutes of that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then did but I think that's why him and... Him and McGeoch was so important, Catmull and McGeoch. I know they're probably too similar to play together in the middle every week. But you look at their decision-making compared to someone like Maguire and Gooch as well, actually, on Saturday. I thought Gooch had a really poor game and was far too selfish. And he was trying to just work it into shooting positions for himself. Was that one in the... It's been an issue, then, at this season. Yeah. It's been a yeah, real issue. Yeah. I think Gooch just taking a too, too many touches. Yeah, the one in, when the he one... gets his head down, it's like... That's it, isn't it? Yeah. You, you think, well, it's not a pass coming. He gets his head down. He, he makes his mind up. He's going to take the player on. When he it. had three runners on in the second half and didn't pass it anyone and got tackled, that was unforgivable. But I, I know he's the kind of player who will do things like that because sometimes it'll come off. And with an attacking player, you've maybe got to give him that bit of leeway now and again. But when it's later in the game and you've already done that, and then in three the last, four in, times. In, in the very last moments of the game where he gets past his man, goes into the box and decides he's going to try and win a penalty instead of putting the ball across yeah, the face of goal. Yeah. Ref- referee had seen that a million miles away. Just, yeah. I mean, it was it's, just, it, you knew what was yeah. going to happen. I think he'd, he's, he'd done a three-foot when he gets past and he just falls. Yeah. And he's trying to obviously buy a, buy a foul or buy a penalty, but the referee read it straight away. And I think we all did. I think nobody... We, we, we appealed in hope rather than anything, anything else, but it was we one of them it, where you sort of like half get seconds. off your seat yeah, and you go, yeah, oh, yeah. Nah, no, nah. Right. you're a bit embarrassed too, <laughs> even yeah. as a support. You turn away each other and just shake your head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, 
a lot of people are. I, I want to come back on a, on a Chris Maguire um, specific. I think we'll do we'll do that now before we move on them because you've you've already mentioned him. I, I wonder if there's just too much prominence or too much on him because I don't think when he signed he was a player we were all expecting to be expected to pull the strings or anything like that. And yet from that he's been the one bar in the last two games I've been really really impressed with Chris Maguire because he's been the one who has offered that um, the know-how in this division and he's been streetwise and you're going back to that first game against Charlton he was the one actually when, when Jack Ross freed him up in the second half given that free roll he dictated a player that game I thought and he was a, you know similarly a, a Gillingham away when he equalised quite quickly after Gillingham went in front the last two games I'm just wondering if he's just I don't want to say trying too hard because he seemed to have cracked yeah. up before that, but there's something in his performance that, well, that's on me. That's what I'm that, that have changed. The, I don't know if it's a narkiness. I know, but I, I just want to sort of acknowledge the first five games he played for us because I, I think he's been good. I, I've saw a lot of hate from him in the, in the last well, in the thought, last couple of days, and I, I'm just you know sticking up from a little bit. I thought he, I thought the the middle three games, the, the Scunthorpe and Gillingham in particular, and then the Wimbledon game, I thought he was really good. I wasn't seeing what people were seeing in the Charlton game. Oh, I don't know God, if I missed something. Yeah, I thought, I thought yeah. it was excellent against Charlton. Well, maybe, I, maybe that's just... You already you know. admitted you were drunk, Gareth. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the second half of that game. Because the first half, he wasn't very good. And then the second half, he just come inside and he got that free roll. Because he gets that free roll, doesn't he, when Oviedo plays on, yeah. on the left. And, and you know, is that a case, Lee, of just... He's enjoying the responsibility and he's maybe... Can you, can you try too hard? Can you try no, no, and do no, it I, too I, much? I, I think he's... For me, I'll agree. I think in in terms of what we're seeing, he's, he just seems to have that little bit of quality. Real, real, you know, be able to drift past a man. He, he he looks better than League One. He looks better than League One, and and I think he makes us better. As I say, them games he did really really well. But I, I tend to agree when he's been stuck on the right or the left and he's switching. I, I don't think he enjoys it as much. Mm. And then he obviously he's got to work back. He's got to be up and down. And I think sometimes that's not his game when he's able to be free. And then playing that obviously free role, he can get on it and obviously make passes. And I think that's why you see the best of him. And over the last couple of games, I think that's why what's happened. He's been shoved either right or left. So if you were going to keep him in, would there be an argument to say you swap him with Honeyman then? That's a, you know Honeyman what? I've got written down in my notes here. Inside. Honeyman Maguire to be because it's a shootout between those two, isn't it? I think well, you, when, every, when everybody's and, fit. And I think and I think you'd probably get a fifty-fifty split between mm-hmm. the fans. I think yeah. because George has never pulled up any trees this season. I, I, I've been fairly disappointed with these performances. It's, it's, do you know what we had a right there? Argy-bargy didn't know about Honeyman on Saturday because um, I thought I mean I'm not saying I've never been a massive George Honeyman fan or whatever but so I'm not one to just say he's been brilliant whatever but I thought he was excellent on yeah, Saturday I, I thought he's arguably man of the match yes yeah, so I thought that really? but then yeah, it's not the way, then, I, it's not exactly. the way I saw it I, I, didn't know. It's I, thought, so he, I thought he was ineffectual I, I, yeah. really I, 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 I thought you had, had a little spell in the second half where he did a couple of good things yeah, was it? And yeah. great assist did. for the goal though as well and mm-hmm. and actually should have had a great assist for um, Baldwin. Baldwin yeah. put in. I thought he just dragged us back into the game first half I thought he was really tenacious really stood up and put in a captain's performance for me me it's a spell so he'll get on it and it'll be 10 minutes and then for me he just drifts out the game and I think I think he needs to be he needs to obviously this is league one he needs to take the grip of the game I mean like for a full 90 minutes or at least an hour where he's running the game we're talking about Maguire did it but I haven't said one so I've looked mm. up and said do you know what George Honeyman was absolutely outstanding today yeah and, and, and if we come on to form we're going to come on to formation changes but let's just say that we're going to stay in and continue to play the way we are now which I think Ross 
would probably do because Oviedo's almost like an extra player when he gets that freedom down the left-hand side. That, as we've said previously, allows Maguire to have that free role. Now, for me, when Aidan McGeady's fit, he's going to be better at that. He's going to be more damaging at that. He's going to have more going forward to do that. Then you're looking at Maguire or Honeyman to be to be the link-up player because I don't think Maguire likes playing at wide, like you've said. He's going to leave Gooch there. I can't see why he would change no. that. So it's going to be Honeyman or Maguire. Would yeah. people go along with that? Or... Probably, yeah. Um, well, some people uh, are suggesting a formation change. What do we think about well, that? Because I was reading that, and loads of people were going on about back three. Well, last three, season five, back three was a devil, and now this <laughs> season well, they won't score. There, back there are a few three. different. I think the, it's twofold why people would say they would want this three-five-two. I know he calls it like a lopsided three at the back, but it's not really, is it? It's not three centre halves, is it? Really, he, he has one full back tucking in. And he lets off. Well, go that's forward. why in the current system, Baldwin would be perfect for that. Sort of right-sided, sort of right-back, centre-back, whatever you want to call it in that system that he's playing at the moment, if we continue to play with that back four. Let's say he doesn't do that, um, and he goes for a more uh, traditional 3-5-2, which I think some people are calling for. That would be twofold, wouldn't it, as I said, and I think... One of the reasons people might like to see that is because we're conceding these goals, an extra centre-half in there extra might, height. Yeah, might make a difference defensively and to get two centre-forwards on the pitch. That would what people would, be, would, would say if you asked them, wouldn't it? Would you, would you see anything, read anything in that, Lee? Would you go I, for that? Or? I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of 3-5. I, I, I think it gives you that little bit of uh, flexibility. <laughs> if you're under the cosh, you go to a 5 you know, and then you get your full backs, well, wing backs pushing right on, and and, and being wingers uh, as you're attacking. And I think if you, I think if you look at what we've got at the moment with uh, Flanagan coming back, and then you've got you've got uh, Baldwin on the other side. I'm not really that bothered who plays in the centre because that's just a covering defender, really. That's just somebody who can maybe raid it. So maybe Louvrens maybe better than that than uh, Oztuk. But and then you've got you've got. Right side, you could put Gooch maybe there, and, and left side Oviedo or or uh, Hume, who did really really well. Yeah, Hume. Yeah. Hume I he mean, looks a bit of an yeah. athlete, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I think he could, and his delivery was, was exceptional. I mean, he saw that left foot was was pretty special for me. So I think you've got options there, and then the midfield, we've got that many. It doesn't <laughs> it doesn't really matter. It's whatever the blend. And uh, again, for me, I think playing two sitting midfielders with uh, with Catamol and uh, Miguel. I think slowed us down on Saturday. I think I think at home you just play the one I and think, then and yeah. then be more attacking. Miguel and Power, I think, would be yeah, and and, and that's quite harsh to be fair on Catamol because Catamol's played I so well. Catamol was miles better than Miguel at the weekend, personally. What very, I like very people keep saying the similar players. I don't think the similar players. Are what I like about Miguel was just his decision making under pressure when they were pressing us. Yeah. Those few times the ball broke him on the edge of the box off corners and he didn't just... I know he had one shot, I think, in the first half, mm. but the way he just actually put his foot on the ball and worked something else. And there was a few just in the middle of the pitch as well. We needed that bit of calmness. No, I, 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 I agree, and especially when play, when teams are coming and playing against us in the manner that they're playing, you need a bit of calmness. And I think he, his substitution in the, in the previous game against Oxford was important for that because they, we were all over the place and he, and he come on and just... Settled it down. What we don't want him to become is another Liam Bridcut, mm. who came in with seemingly the same qualities and was very decent at just moving the ball from left to right, and he didn't really give it away much. But that wasn't a good sign. And in the end, Catamol came and did that better than him. Mm. So we don't want to see that. But people like us, people keep seeing the similar players. I don't think the similar players are. No, the similar players in the both playing that 
virtually like both defensive defensive yeah. midfield both about yeah. the same height yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. but you get you get a little bit different from Catamol he, he, he will stick a tackle in he'll, he's, drive he's, as well. he's a bit more dynamic mm. he'll push forward where McGeoch will just take it off the centre off keep us ticking pot, pot, pot red. and again he, he can receive it in tight areas and he's, he seems to have a quite a bit of composure but Again, I would like him to see more, be a bit more offensive. That was very, very rare. He looked up and hit a hit a you know a twenty-five, thirty-yard mm-hmm. ball up that way. Sometimes you get with cats, you know, a big diago. So, so it's a choice again. I think it's a it's a flick of a coin, and I think mm-hmm. that's that's what it is with our with our team at the moment. And that's where I say we have issues. Again, it's not negativity because we're unbeaten, but we just haven't got that blend right. We don't know what we're doing. I think we've been. We've just been very frustrating as a team to, to watch, really. I think it's it's frustrating at the moment because I think we really got our passing going early in the season. I feel as though last few games we've we've lost that a little bit. We've lost that fluidity in the way we're moving the ball. Um, it's become a little bit disjointed. Um, why that is? I'd, I'd like to see a lot of new players coming back. It's it's and, just tweaking yeah, the team yeah. all the time. It's yeah. it's it's again until we get that settled. It goes without history. Yeah. I mean, about you know, Leicester's and even Watford, they get a settled eleven, and all of a sudden it starts to click. We're changing all the time. I think it's been out of necessity most of the time as well, Lord. I mean, Love and Matthews has been injured. Mm. Oviedo's been injured, and then he's been away in national duty. Um, Got Powers suspended now. Powers been injured. The front, the front three just don't look. Mm. Pit- well, obviously, two of them aren't fit, but I thought Manchester just looked absolutely knackered on mm. Saturday. Did obviously did really well to get his goal, but from the start of the second Having half. Having said that, fitness in between the two teams, and I think on every occasion, if we can get through the 25 minutes and don't concede. We'll finish well, don't we? Well, the teams of play come out flying, and after 25 minutes, they're done. Mm. The, you know, you know, they can't, they, and that, that's when we sort of wrestle control back in the game. We've always seemed to have enough to, to get one goal. Um, we should have had, you know, two. Three yeah. at the weekend. Yeah. Well, the, well, one goal sometimes game. should be enough to win you the game, shouldn't yeah. it? That's what we're saying. And at the minute, we need we need to score two every game. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Does anybody think that, um, I mean, you just mentioned there, maybe going against what you were saying, that we don't seem to be passing the ball as well. But I thought there there were times actually on Saturday where, we could have got a forward a little bit quicker to White when you have somebody like White up front and you have somebody mm. like Sinclair up front. I just felt we could have got the ball up there a little bit quicker at times mm. because um, you know, just to try something different instead of always having to go through McGeoch and it was almost like labour at times. Yeah, yeah, especially the last five minutes. I think sometimes you know, you know, we all like that you all open up and get it wide the gate. But you just think, get it up there, get go on, get it in the box and stuff, and mm. it's like in the McGeoch, and then it, then it goes mm. wide, and Too you many, can eat, you can yeah. eat the frustration in the team where we, and I get it, you know, I I, I get it. What Jack Russell's, you know, he wants to be a bit more pragmatic and keep the ball and pass it, but sometimes, yeah, 
the need is just to stick it in the box and, and let's have a fight and you never know what happens but yeah I thought it was sometimes very laboured very slow you know it would just it would be that extra pass or extra two or three passes before we went forward too many short corners I think at times I don't mind short corners but I felt as though especially at the end we had a few corners that we decided to go short with I would have liked them just to put the ball in a box yeah but sometimes you know Goops was taking this and it was getting about three foot off the floor and the yeah. frustration as well you just think oh please I mean, the, the, the set piece takers we've you know we've got in like Maguire's mixed bag Honeyman's not great Gucci ain't great I mean if you got Oviedo back and, and McGeady and well. McGeady yeah, that's yeah, why he could be doubly important but he can be a little bit flaky with the set pieces mind McGeady um, just a different option though isn't yeah. it but I think I mean do other people share my enthusiasm for McGeady yeah, yeah. I mean like, down that left side he wants to Stephen Elliott was talking to him the other day about the game and he's, he's, he's happy, can't wait to play. I mean, down, down that left side, because Oviedo's so good that at this level, he can, you know, you could just put McGee in front and say, go mm. and do what you want. Um, I'd be thinking about Sinclair at the weekend um, because he's a point of difference and that I don't think we've really got any pace um, in the side, the stretch teams. So I'd be thinking about... To come in for Madja? Uh, no, no, to, to to go um, oh, instead of Maguire. Okay. So I I, I would be thinking about uh, put, putting um, give Sinclair, Sinclair the free roll. Well, yeah, we just put him like well to tuck in. Sinclair come inside and then dictate play maybe. I don't like, need. Don't, you don't do need that. somebody. To, well, you don't but need somebody. I think that's where our benefits been because when Maguire's done that, it's well, almost like we've got an extra midfielder. In when the middle Sinclair of the came on against Charlton, did he go just straight up front? Did that go to four four two? Didn't he? No, he played wide. Yeah, exactly. So coming in, coming in from wide, so yeah. he could do that similar yeah, job. He could. I'd like to see that because I think he's definitely, in terms of variety, what we've got available at the moment, he's got something that nobody else has got in the team, and that's pace up front. Mm. And we've got we've got a, you know, we've got to exploit that. We've we've got to have an opportunity to. I think you know, yeah, utilize some pace. Imagine, just imagine, he can do that. He can run beyond when he wants to. But for some reason, he doesn't want to. He always wants to defeat that. Yeah. He's a skillful lad. I mean, I must admit, he, you know, some of the stuff he can produce close yeah. and the great quick feet. But I wish he'd sometimes drag, drag the defender along and then come short. There's mm. a bit of different Because if it was me and I was playing against him, I know it's always going to feet. And you can really get super tight on him and, and, and put a bit of pressure on him. And that's what I think we're missing sometimes is, you know, just can we just stretch them? one in the corner have a chase we, we get frustrated I'm sat next to Jim Montgomery and we said sometimes it's it's a good ball just in it down the channel getting, getting us out push squeeze and then you can start a play you just stretch the player a little bit and I, I think times of, we can be very very yeah. you know it's tippy tappy it looks nice on the eye sometimes but we're, sometimes we're not going anywhere and I think yeah. we've just got to change it up well that's what I think Sinclair will give you he might, he would, yeah, he he might drag, it, drag air drag space yeah. so he's dragging people away and then you're talking about, you know, players like Gooch and, and Honeyman hopefully getting into gaps, you know, coming into those spaces mm. um, and moving the ball a bit quicker once we get in behind so we can exploit it. Because we've, we've, we've scored some good goals where we've kind of done that, where we've got kind of to the sort of corner of the penalty box and we've had runners coming onto the ball. Um, we've, we've had quite a few sort of opportunities we've created like that, especially in the earlier games. I just think we need an injection of... Of pace, um, because 
it, it's a lot of it's to to feed. Gooch is quick, but I think it's over um, over short spaces, like bursts. It's not raw pace in behind like like Sinclair's got, and he's a premier he's he's a Premier League player. I mean, mm. we're talking about that, you know, having Premier League you know Premier League players in the team. You know how much Watford paid from five million quid, something like that. You know, you can see why on yeah. the all, on the admittedly very limited evidence that we yeah. have of him so far. And starting him gives you the option yeah. of White still off the bench. I didn't think White looked ready to start no. in that. But obviously, just a cameo. And, they, and, and we keep reiterating that you know it's nice we've got these problems. I don't think of a squads uh, fans of other teams and for example could sit and have this conversation where they're like almost saying, "Well, should we do that or do that?" Because they don't have the options we have, which is which is good. Long term, I guess what you'd say with Wyke is he needs to play. That's the only way he's going to get rid of his rustiness. But at the minute, you don't want him in the side when he's this rusty because... Well, Madge has scored five goals as well. Hmm. So yeah, you can't, you can't really drop him if he's fit, really. can you? Yeah. No, he's, he's, he's got, got some decisions him. to make, hasn't he? So, you know, he's, it's not a case if he can't drop... He, des- he shouldn't be desperate to get Wyke in in that. Madge's... You you've got it forward up front... You play him one up front. If you score, score goals, a goal, that's you, the kind job. Of, you kind of drop him. That's the job. Kind of, it's impossible. Would Wyke have scored 10 goals in this team before? Yeah. If he'd played seven games or six games like, like Madge has? No, I don't think he would have scored 10 no. goals. Mad, you know what I mean? Madge's game is in and around the box. He uses his body well. He gets on that half turn. Yeah. And he just gets that half a yard and bang. Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's, his, that's, what he's, that's what he's really, really good at. And for me, I've always said, if he got somebody up with him, maybe a white goal, so it would just bear some of the... Yeah, you know, the physicality of it all. But at times he's he's doing it alone, and I think asking him to hold. But for me, again, go back maybe to the different formation. For me, you need somebody up front with yeah. him, and that's Sinclair. Well, because if he can stretch, that then gives the hold for him to drop in as well, Maja, and do a little bit of you know, because he's he's got some good qualities. I think another reason for three five two is we saw it again from on Saturday is where Baldwin brings the ball forward. It gives him that little bit more license to mm. roam forward. And when other teams are pressing us, especially early in games, just pushes them back a little bit more and it gives them something else to think about going forward. And again, that could open up that space for Manchester that you're talking about as well. Um, and obviously Leuven's the option to sit deeper. Um, maybe it won't be the right time to on Saturday, but it's surely got to be something that they're working on the training ground now. Just just for options. Is, if, you've got, if you've got McGeady in the team, You'd be more tempted to play Wyke because you'd expect logically him to be getting to the line more opportunities for more crosses. Mm. Whereas if you've got someone like Maguire, now Maguire can cross the ball, but he's probably more likely to try and get the ball into someone's feet on the edge of the box. So plays to Madge's strengths. But these are all options that we've got. I mean, we've got one more to come back as well. I know it's <laughs> going to be near Christmas, but mm. I mean, if you had last season, if we'd had what more Sinclair and Whoever through the middle, you know, grabbing say, like fully fit for a while. We still would have went down. <laughs> yeah, probably. But we still would have had Jason Steele and Lee camping. Yeah, 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 it would have been yeah. more. Would have had a little bit more potency. And we've got. We've, I think we've got players now who, you know, all these cliches, you know, good headaches to have and all that. But it, it is. And I think we're just going to be. I think as the season goes on, it levels out. In the, the monotony of the season kicks in where you're playing. You know, twice settled, a week, and, yeah, yeah. You know, like the, the league table would sort itself out. You'll have a pack of teams breaking away. Yeah. You'll have some getting bogged down in the middle. You'll have some getting cut adrift. And when you start losing three, four, five on the bounce, mm. 
you're not going to come to the stadium in light and be hairing out the traps because mm. it's the biggest game of your life. Yeah. You're going to be like, I, I can't. We're going to get beat again. Yeah, we're going to get beaten yeah, again here. Yeah. And, and that's what that's mm. that's what will happen as the season goes on. So the longer we go on beating, the longer we the longer we have, we get more players back. We get more players fit. We work ourselves out, and then. I mean, the big thing for me watching it again as a fan, and it's been missing for quite a long time. Is yeah, we're picking saying we could have been better here, and they could have been, and maybe passing that, but. Every one of them's put a shift in. Yeah. We can see it. We can yeah. see a massive difference in terms of say we're finishing strongly. We're, you can tell that it matters to them, and and that to me is a fan thinking. Do you know what? Yeah, we're missing a bit of quality there, or that could be better. But for me, I, you walk away from the stadium thinking. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I watch some of them players there and I give their all, and mm. they look disappointed when you know we've just getting a draw at home, and that to me is refreshing, and that's that's why I think yeah, there will be twenty odd thousand, mm. thirty thousand coming up all the time because. The, the plane that they're actually playing for the shirt for, mm. for the first time and in a while, and like we keep saying, they've gone behind five out of seven games last yeah. season. They would have collapsed, four. wouldn't they? Yeah, we, we'd be bottom of the league now. Yeah. And people could say, Yeah, it's League One, not the championship, but relatively speaking, we were playing sides last season who weren't good. We were going away scratching our heads, and how we just lost to them because the mentality around the players was like, We've got a goal down, that's us knackered now mm. on the pitch and in the stands. You know, and it's not something you know. Again, we should take for granted or overlook that because it's been a massive shift in in mentality. No, no, no. I, I totally agree. I mean, it, it is. It's so disappointing. You look at the fixtures and Rochdale the next one. Yeah, yeah. There's a realization there. Says this is not good. This is not a good position for us to be in. But it is what it is, and we've just got to make do and 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 just carry on. Roughly. I mean, I, I mean, a bit of realism. I'd be absolutely distraught and think it's a huge disappointment if we didn't get promoted this season and be champions by 10 points I mean that's where I'm setting the goal we're that much better than everybody else but then it comes down to a bit of luck a bit of things out but for me in terms of if I was to rate teams coming out there's something far far better than everybody in this division you could see the positive mentality at the end of the game as well I don't know if anyone noticed but after most games this season Jack Ross has pretty much just shook hands with the opposition manager mm. straight down the tunnel did you notice how he came onto the halfway and onto the yeah, centre circle yeah, like out, applaud yeah. all corners of the ground yeah. I think it's important to do it on those kind of games yeah. where it's been that little bit more frustrating and most of the players did the same as well and just be like acknowledging yep yeah, didn't go our way today but we've grafted for you thanks for your support and everything like that mm. and it's arguably more important to do that when you say beat Scunthorpe 3-0 and you've had the game wrapped up by half time you want to see that togetherness and that positive mentality in the in the tougher fixtures and that'll keep keep the fans on side and obviously keep the crowds growing or staying mm. at that same level I mean, that they have been as well, well it is you know it is Fleetwood and there'll be a lot made of it's Fleetwood against Sunderland or whatever you know the 6th 7th in the league yeah. so in the best the, team we, we, played, yeah. we are in the we are in that league so I'll tell you what they were, they were ferocious in the tackle they were going there wasn't just a tackle that was the tackle and a little mm. bit more yeah, and number I, 22 they had is very much in the barton yeah. mold wasn't that, he no, that so could have, that could have went anywhere that as well we could have been back to the oxford where there was a few because but, yeah. but, but i think we handled it a bit bit better i Some, think again um, we just learned from the oxford yeah spectacular officiating as well at the weekend i think well you always going to get in league one that's just the way fancied himself as a bit of a mike dean though he pointed <laughs> for the penalty didn't he where he did the what, little that, crouch as well that decision you knew what was going to happen that first few minutes when gooch had that like clear corner yeah. and he gave the goal kick and I thought oh no and then there was one <laughs> where he gave a goal kick to us where the lad's gone like yeah, two yeah, footed yeah, practically yeah. and he's like oh goal kick yeah. what and what was funny about the penalty save was um, the lad I sent next to who was good goal kick as well semi-pro and stuff and uh, 
just as he was about to take it, he went, he's not a penalty save for him. And he, the words come out of his mouth and then he saved the penalty. <laughs> which is one of those great moments. Yeah, worth uh, mentioning the stat yeah, as well. The stat, first yeah. um, Sunderland's goal. Yeah, 1989. Since stadium so the light first open. at the stadium of light, which is... Thomas Sorensen saved one in the cup game and it was uh, they made him retake Yeah. Oh, Tommy Smith. Tommy yeah, Smith, against yeah, Watford. Scored, yeah. He scored the, the retake, yeah, didn't he? scored the retake, yeah. Shock on that one. It was shocking. But good for McLaughlin as well, because didn't have the best time out against Oxford. He was Oxford, excellent. So, he made just a couple yeah. of good saves at the week, and that one at the end was an excellent save. Mm. Um, I thought their goalkeeper as well, actually. That's oh, he was very good. Oh, for, um, Baldwin, the header. Yeah, Fantastic save. Post, um, I thought it was in. I thought his goal, I was just, I did have goal line technology in the no, league, did I not? No. <laughs> I couldn't remember. Don't have proper referees. goal line technology. You've got that beefcake referee, though. Oh yeah, so what, what, what yeah, happened with the chance that after that? Because I was behind the goal, did it hit the post? I think it hit the line or something. Yes. Hit the post, yeah. Yeah. Hit the keeper and his knee. And I was up with that one. I was celebrating. Yeah, that yeah. Was, uh, I, I think it was funny. You know what someone was it? It was Sinclair pulled it, and then he nearly got on. Yeah, Leuven's had that off the post, and he nearly got on the end of that one. Went just behind him, didn't it? Frustrating. It is, but it was nice. It was nice to finish. Like it was frustrating to come out of it, but like you say, I was, I was the same. I was like, you can't fault them. You no, can't fault no. them for effort, and they did everything they could to try and win the game. And it, clicked, man. it was yeah, nice I'm, to. I'm still confident it's going to. It was click. nice to it's see you know finish a game with a surge rather than a whimper, and mm. you know we've seen it a few times this season. Regardless of the results, we're finishing. We're having spells. We should have spells mm. where we're dominant, but from what we've seen last few seasons, you know you can count on one handed where we've been like on top for spells of games and, and, and managed to get a result. Um so yeah, it's it's a it's a lot of positives even though I mean I don't know why we're talking about this, it's like the, the this negative thing anyway. But that's that's good though in a way that we're feeling disappointed that we're we're sitting fourth because we've seen that we should I mean last season we were disappointed because we could see that the league wasn't that good. The difference was we got relegated. This season, we're just disappointed because we're not in the top two, but it's seven games in. We go away to Burton, who aren't pulled up any trees since they've been relegated. Have a goalkeeper lost, crisis, apparently. Lost a few good players, haven't they? Um, they're, they're having a nightmare. And last yeah. season, they, didn't they go the one one game all season in the league or something at home? They had a terrible home record, yeah. yeah after the season before, it'd been like yeah. their home form pretty much kept them Derby, on. didn't they, I think? I don't think they've only won one game. I just don't think in, in Nigel, Cl- you know, I could probably jinx this here now. And we're going to, of course, we'll have a preview show on Thursday, but that would be different people doing it. So we might as well <laughs> mention something. Uh, I, I don't think it's in Nigel Clough's makeup as manager to go out and have his players throw themselves at everything and be in your face for half an hour anyway. He's quite a conservative manager, isn't he? The word from my a very aggressive side memory, looking at them last season. Which would suit weather. us, I would have thought. Still beat us, didn't they? Yeah, we well, beat them as well, wasn't yeah. we? No, well, then, one all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It continues. This is the grudge match. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Burton Alvin V. Sunderland, three. Three. Yeah. This time it's... I don't know. I don't know what the League one. This time it's League One. Yeah. 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 This time it's third division, right. <laughs> So, we will be back on... Um, oh, we're finishing, are we? Thursday, yeah. Is, it, is, okay. that, is that No, right, we haven't even put it anywhere for the break, so you've probably heard that... So there's things to plug as well. Yeah, yeah well, is, yes, I, so I, I am that. aware of this. I am aware of it. We'll be, we'll be back on Thursday. Frank, will do that for us. Thanks to everybody who came to the Peacock on Saturday for John Oster, um, which was a bit mad, wasn't it? Because at one point... There was like 10 people there, yeah, and then yeah. it just filled. Like, there's this little 10 minute window around yeah. half one where suddenly everybody just piles in. So, it would be better for our hearts if you um, turned up like even a quarter past one, maybe. But, you know, as long as people are turned up, which they are, which is, which is good. Talking of the peacock, 
Um, the 18th of October, which is a Thursday night, we can confirm we're going to do something there and our guest will be Sunderland manager Jack Ross. So he's going to come and he's going to give us an hour of his time and you're going to have your chance to put some questions to him. Because it's, it's early, um, the club have requested that, that Jack does it early, so he's going to be on around half six. So we know that's early, so what we're going to do is just do an hour of that and then we're going to do the whole um, pies and peas supper thing, which we've yeah. never done before. No, we haven't. No, um, but we are, we're going to do that and, and Sleeves and, and uh, Kevin Kyle's going to come down and offer some banter for us. That should be quite good. Yeah, Yeah, well, Sleeves has been saying for a while that those two sort of uh, mates and 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 bounce off each other, and that's all. Just let them crack on with that. So, the reason we're saying it now, we're not we're not going to put this out um, on social until Friday. So Frankie's going to announce it then again on on Thursday. The tickets will go on sale Thursday morning. Thursday online. Yeah. So if you go to wisewednesday.co.uk, you'll be able to click through the link on there um, to get the tickets. But we want to give try and give podcast listeners the yeah. opportunity first. That's why we're letting you on. No doubt, first. somebody will just go and tell everybody that's happening. Yeah, try not do that. Don't go on social media, make it public because we yeah, are we are get, trying to want, just yeah, yeah, we're trying to give our listeners first yeah. dibs. You know, if you want to tweet somebody about it, just send them a DM rather than doing it, <laughs> rather yeah. than doing it for everybody yeah. to see. Tickets are limited. Well, exactly that. So, that, so, and that's why we know that you know we do these shows, and we did one with with Lee here. Um, last year with Stephen Elliott and we are always grateful for people who come across, come along we always try and keep the costs down um, so, yeah, but obviously with yeah. food being involved it's going to be 10 quid instead and of and you're getting essentially two talks yeah so it's a tenner yeah you're getting two, yeah, you're getting two. And, and, and food which we need to pay for and, and as yeah, well as the guests justifying too. ourselves you know, <laughs> sound like Martin Bain this is, this is the uh, DNA we typical ball Laney <laughs> <laughs> just like Bain before him but justifying the union. Thursday yeah. morning, Stephen's 1.3 million a year <laughs> salary that he takes from Wise Men's Day. <laughs> yeah, that would be good, wouldn't it? That would, it would be. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be because I haven't got, I haven't got anything. <laughs> so I, I would be asking questions. Thursday morning. So um, get on there on, online and, and get your ticket before we then start to go public with it on Friday. And um, looking forward to that already. Should be good. Yeah, it will be good. Mm. It should be. Not often you get Jack Ross. I was going to say not often you get the Sunderland manager to agree to come in, but we'll not go there from last year. <laughs> go, go back into the we'll archives to we'll find out go. the story we'll about He's always already been on as well this Cole season. Thing. He's already been in, in the studio. So. He has, yeah. I know. But it's giving our listeners a chance to go and see him. And see him in person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get your Apart from when him. he's on the touchline and you see him in person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's it for now then. Thanks for listening.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.